Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Guys, we finally made it. This is episode three of our counterfeit money series. Um, I do implore you to listen to the previous two. Uh, First off, we went through what is uh, the history of counterfeit money, which I think is very important to highlight and look into because then we can start looking at some of the modern stuff. Then our second part actually goes into legal fake money. So we, we go into the business of prop money and how that is legalized in certain areas. So that's a really interesting one. I do implore you guys to listen to that one. Uh, they're all on Spotify and Podbean. If you guys um, want to give us a follow, that would be great. I do uh, love seeing the follows that we're getting just to see and gauge how many people are listening to it. And also, uh, you guys are absolutely welcome to um, email me at livingthepotential at gmail.com. I will have a, a more official email set up. I know that seems like a fake email, um, but it's from my um, my youth. So that's why that one is so long. Anywho, let's jump in. This is episode three. So we are actually going to get into the the meat and potatoes here. This is how to detect counterfeit money. So we are specifically dealing with U.S. currency here. Um, If I do have any listeners outside, I'm sure you've seen some U.S. currency. I think it's the most popular and most prominent currency in the, the world. I think everywhere usually takes it, at least everywhere I've been. So Uh, We're also going to be just dealing with paper currency, not coins. I don't think a lot of people are going to waste the time doing uh, counterfeit, you know, 25 cent pieces. So we're not going to be going into the coins, but we're going to get in here. So counterfeiters can sometimes duplicate uh, one or two security features. Uh, Typically anything more than that, you are spending too much money on producing a fake bill, usually, um, actually at a loss. So, but really all of them, um, are actually, uh, thrown into fake bills. So a lot of the security features we'll be talking about are not all thrown into the fake bills. So that's how we can determine that. I think if they, they did throw it in there, obviously they would be losing money every single one they, they do. So it's, you know, you know, these people are smart, so I don't think they're going to be running themselves into the ground, making fake bills. Okay. So if you check these eight features on a bill, you should be able to quickly spot a fake, um, In this example, I'm going to stick with one particular denomination. So we're going to actually be going over a $20 bill. So if you want to, you know, take out a $20 bill and follow us along, I think that'll be pretty nice because there are a lot of visuals I feel like that are missed uh, because this is an audio presentation. So if you want to take that $20 bill out, let's look at it. So number one is the color shifting ink that's located on every single denomination, but specifically on the 21, okay? So one of the first things to look at when checking to see whether a bill or is authentic or not um, is the bill denomination at the bottom right-hand corner, okay? It has the right, it needs to have the right color shifting ink. All denominations of $5 or more have the same security feature going back to 1996. So take the 20, um, the 20 on the bottom right-hand corner will have a copper color when you're looking straight at it. But if you rotate 
the top of the bill down so that the bill looks flatter to your eye. It will have more of a greenish color. So it, it actually shifts color, which is kind of cool. So yeah, shift that $20 bill and look at that 20 and see if you see a different color. Um, it'll kind of have like a chameleon. If you've ever seen like the chameleon paint jobs on, on vehicles, um, it'll have a, a total shift in color, a uh, very, um, aesthetically pleasing for one, but, um, it goes more from green to a copper, but, uh, but when it's shifted to a flatter plane, um, it looks more greener. So really cool stuff. Um, check that out. Let me know what you think. Um, on the new hundred dollar bills, um, actually the, the inkwell also has a color shifting ink turning green and becoming extra visible when shifting to a flatter visual plane. Okay. So that's pretty much number one right there. Um, you're going to want to look at the, the denomination, um, of anything over $5 or $5. I said it's five and up just to, um, I mean, if that's, not there, then there you go. You got a fake on your hands. Okay. Jumping into number two, we are going to be looking at the raised printing on every single currency here. So all authentic U.S. reserve notes have raised printing to them. Many times counterfeiters have a really tough time duplicating this kind of printing method just due to its nature of being very intricate and I think it's actually more of a proprietary printing process. So it's not something somebody has access to other than, you know, those that are actually producing the bills. I think it's, it's a very unique way of printing. So that's why they have such difficulty reprinting it. And also these are very expensive machines doing and running these um, printing methods. So Again, not exactly a money-making venture for them. So to detect raised printing, take your fingernail and run it carefully down the collar slash jacket. You should feel an unsmooth texture and kind of some vibrations from your nail uh, from the ridges. If not, then you've got to do more of an in-depth check on the bill. Sometimes I, I think um, bringing it in and out of pockets may actually shave that down a little bit. So it's not a, a surefire. But um, I think it's, it is intricate enough to actually um, have some of that left over to where you can, you know, thinly tell that it is indeed raised or was raised at one point. So moving on, number three, okay, blurry borders, printing or text. Okay, if you notice significantly blurry borders, printing or text, it's an automatic red flag. Authentic bills are extremely detailed. Okay, we talked about how expensive these machines are made using die cut printing plates that are capable of creating impressively fine lines. Printers are rarely capable of the same level of detail. So take a close look at the borders just to see if there's any blurred parts in the bill because uh, that's where they would at least uh, shine in, in perspective to some of the other parts of it. And just the outer lines it needs to be extremely detailed because these are plates it's not, um, it's not like a, a traditional inkjet. It is bam, you know, it is on it. There's not one part that touched it before the others. It is all just bam down stamped on there. Okay. Another thing to watch for is micro printing. Authentic bills have super fine text located at various places on the bill. Okay. So if you look at it, you could see United States of America, um, 20 USA, just look for those really, really fine printings. You may have to get, uh, go get a, uh, not a microscope, but a magnifying glass, um, to see them 
intricately. You can see them uh, with your naked eye. However, they are just going to look like little chicken scratch on there. So if you do have a magnifying glass, bring it out and you can see some hidden text on there. It's kind of cool. So many times counterfeiters do not have the sophisticated enough printing equipment to duplicate microprinting, finally enough to where it's actually readable. So they may throw it on there. However, if you take out that magnifying glass and it just still looks like chicken scratch, there you go, done. It's not as detailed as these expensive printers, okay? So just bring out that magnifying glass, check it out. It's kind of cool just to look at. Um, If it's unreadable, it is a counterfeit because that is not up to standards. So something that we talked about beforehand, I believe in the first one, was a anti-counterfeiting measure that came out um, early on. And this was the red and blue threads. This is a very intricate um, background to each bill. Okay, if you take a close look at an authentic bill, you will see that there are small red and blue threads woven in and out within the fabric of the bill. Printers try to reproduce this effect by printing red and blue threads onto the bill in a similar pattern, but a close look will often reveal that such printing is merely surface level, tipping you off to a counterfeit. Because these are actually woven into the bill. They are not printed on the bill. They are a part of the bill. Okay. Now this is, um, I think this is probably the biggest tell and a lot of people um, know this trick. If you've ever worked as a cashier or um, just up front as a front of house at a restaurant, you've seen this before and you've been told, make sure you look at these um, at least with 20s. Um, That's a really important one, 20s and up I should say. So the watermark, okay? The security feature um, is the characteristic watermark. In many of the new bills, the watermark is actually a replica of the face on the bill itself. Uh, Some people um, say it's the ghost of him. You know, it's kind of like a ooh haunted kind of thing. And some, um, it's only an oval spot as well. So um, there are several things to keep in mind when examining a watermark. The watermark should only be visible when you hold it up to the light. It should not be visible uh, while laying on a desk because that means it's been printed on there. This is actually in between the the bill itself. You know, it, it is part of the bill um, and only can be seen when held up to the light. So the, the watermark should be on the right side of the bill. Um, if it is a face, the watermark face should exactly match the face on the bill. So if you're seeing, you know, somebody like Benjamin Franklin on a uh, Andrew Jackson not exactly, uh, you know, going to be cohesive enough to prove that it is a fake or a, a real bill. So you got to make sure, okay? You got to make sure that those are matching, that there's co- continuity between the two, okay? If there is no watermark or the watermark is visible without being held up, it is most likely a counterfeit, okay? So moving on, we're going to move into the security thread, okay? That is that. Um, vertical line that's on most new bills. Okay. The security thread is one of the most distinctive security indicators of an authentic bill. If you hold up any bill up to the light, you will see a security strip on an authentic bill. It will have USA and the bill's denomination, AKA like USA 20, as we talked about running vertically on the bill. Um, It'll traditionally be on the left side, I believe. And it looks like a green, like a green strip. The ultimate test is to put the bill under a UV or black light and make sure the bill glows the correct color. This extra security measure was originally added to provide a quick way for bar owners 
detect the legitimacy of a bill. So, um, at, you know, it's darker in a bar, you can have your little UV light and you can just strict, you can just throw it right underneath there. Super, um, extremely bright. So here are some of the locations and colors of the security threads on different bills. So the $5 is on the right side and it glows blue under a UV light. A $10 is also on the right side and it glows orange under a UV light. The $20 is on the far left-hand side, glows green under a UV light. $50 right side or right around the middle um, glows yellow under a UV light. And $100 is on the left side and it glows pink under a UV light. So that I thought was kind of cool, the fact that they did do different colors. So you can just do a quick right on through. Yep, just a quick go through. And depending on what color it is, you wouldn't even have to look at the denomination. You would know that it was real and it was a legitimate 100 if it was pink. So number seven, we're going to move on here to the security ribbon. And this is on the new $100 bill only. And I, I know you've seen this. The newly printed $100 has an extra security feature. There is a visible blue security ribbon down the right middle of the bill that is actually 3D. If you move it back and forth, you'll actually see the number 100 and a variety of little bells will move from side to side as the bill shifts. So if you do have 100, um, if you're swimming in 100s at home, just give that a quick shift back and forth and you'll see that um, security feature, which is really cool looking. So... Um, really, really cool. I, I like that they added that on. It's just a, you know, I primarily don't carry around hundreds, but, uh, it is cool to get to see when I do see one. So number eight, um, this is the final one of the, the eight, uh, series here of distinct things that, um, definitely prove counterfeit versus, uh, authentic. So serial numbers should correspond to the printing years and series. This is a definitely some more in-depth knowledge. This is not something people would just, you know, right off the the bat be able to tell, uh, at least, you know, have the knowledge prior other than listening to this. So the last thing to check on your bill is to make sure that the serial number matches the supposed series slash run year printed on the bill. Each letter that starts a serial number for a bill corresponds to a specific year. So let's go through here real quick. Um, just be sure to check and make sure that the series Year stated is a correct match with the letter that starts the serial number and vice versa. So here are the letters and the corresponding years slash runs that they should match with. So an E should be a 2004, a G should be a 2004A, an I should be a 2006, and a J should be 2009, and an L should be 2009A. So there are ways for you to, you know, just look at the serial and the series and if you've got the formula, you think you can look that up or you can just reference here. You can actually tell whether it's authentic or not. Now it is possible for them to actually counterfeit that obviously, but I think it's a pretty sure way that they have some continuity to that. So guys, that is actually how we, we determine whether um, something's counterfeit or not through these eight pretty prominent ways of doing so. So let's go into a break and then we're going to come back and we are going to how, how do you people protect their businesses from counterfeit money? Okay. So we're going to go through that real quick and then we do have a, a follow up at the end. So let's go on break here. Be right back. Hey there, listener. You got a product. We got a podcast. 
we can make all your marketing dreams come true. So drop us a line at livingthepotential at gmail.com and we could partake in some sweet commercial matrimony. Heck, even if you don't have a product and you just want to shout out your sweet Aunt Betty for her great chocolate chip cookies she drops off at your doorstep weekly, we'll do that too. No limitations here. Okay, so let's say you own a business, okay, and you handle cash on the daily, but let's say you're really educated. You've listened to this podcast, but your employees may not have listened to this, so maybe they're not educated more, and also, um, maybe they don't have your business in the best interest. So holding your employees accountable, that is very, um, I'd say that's number one here. Um, so you can always do cash drawer management. If you've got a POS system, cash drawer management's very vital because you can track. If let's say um, for the night, there's only one, there's only one uh, cashier on there. So that's good because then people aren't switching hands. Um, there are, there is accountability. So if you do go through there, you can say, Hey, you know, this one is a clearly fake 20. I see your name is attached to this. Let me educate you because that education is going to, absolutely help your business. Okay. So there's actually, um, a number two here. So ensure your business against counterfeit money. Okay. In instances of unknown, um, accepting of fake currencies, you can make claims against any business loss by filing them with your insurance company. So most business insurance policies should be able to protect you from receiving fake money. However, it is advisable to check with your agent on the coverage of your plan and how much they can cover in the event that it does happen. Uh, number three is deposit large payments directly to the bank or via credit cards. Okay. This is where we're coming back to it, where you can try to promote a cashless transaction all day. However, um, people, you know, cash is king still. People still do it. And I know during the coronavirus, um, cash is, I think, less taken because um, there is the uh, the transactional part of it to where you're, you're actually passing on, um, you know, something that you had touched. However, the, the credit card's nice because you can just do it yourself. So maybe it's easier now, but that will minimize the risk of accepting fake money by just not accepting money. So we're going to jump into counterfeit detection tools. Okay. So education, absolutely. That is a main defense against counterfeit bills. However, there is a variety of products that you can obtain, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, the fact that technology now is, you know, combating this and it's, it's worth the investment. You know, if you are accepting a ton of money, you're going to want to, you know, check the authenticity of it. So spoiler alert, counterfeit pens are actually super unreliable. All the pen does is check for chemical, uh, chemicals that are common in some of the mon, the more poorly done counterfeit bills. Okay. But with rise of digital printing and counterfeiters specifically treating their bills, so they will not respond to the pen test you can kind of no longer really uh, rely on counterfeit pen. Plus, most of the time, people who are using them have no idea what they're looking for, and they just give it like a mark, and they just move on. So number one, let's move on. Watermark lamps. Okay, these range from about $50 to $80. So not a huge investment for something that could be saving you a tremendous amount of money, maybe even in one use, you know, a $100 bill going through there. So this tool backlights the bill to reveal the discreet and hidden security features as an authentic bill would have. However, the individual use this tool must be familiar or the individual using this tool must be familiar with the security features 
to be able to identify any any in, in, in reg, irregularities in a bill. So you have to be very um, well-versed on it to actually to be able to determine the irregularities of it. So number two, uh, this is an ultraviolet lamp. We talked about it earlier, how um, the bills correspond to a different, to ultraviolet with different colors, which is really cool. So um, this is about 40 to $60, um, or you could just get a lamp and replace it with an ultraviolet bulb, which is like $5. So really it's up to you. You could pass it through. It definitely looks better, obviously, than a lamp thrown up there, but um, you know, not a big investment for something that you, maybe if you're at a bar, this is definitely something that, uh, you, that you'd want to invest in. So magnetic ink scanners, these range from uh, 30 to $50. Uh, basically they're just simple scanners that can detect fake or genuine ink on bills. So this may be your best bet. Um, this one actually just, uh, goes straight for the ink. You know, this determines whether it's real or not based off the ink. However, who knows when that's going to be obsolete because these counterfeits are getting better and better. So I think sticking with maybe the UV would probably be best at the moment, or you could just get an all in one. Okay, number four, there's a multi-test scanner. It's 180 to 260 dollars. So this one is definitely a, more of an investment, but I think it's probably going to be your best bet overall if you do deal with a tremendous amount of cash. So this is the most advanced and efficient counterfeiting test machine as it puts bills into multiple tests. So it's a combination of the functions, the tools that we mentioned before. Um, it's an impossible, it is almost impossible for a fake bill to get through this machine. So banks use these, uh, high-end bars use these, casinos, I believe, use these as well. So the expensive price tag obviously is the downside, but you know it can pay for itself into $100 bills. So what, what do you do if you do detect a counterfeit bill? You know, we've, we've talked about all this, but wh- what do you even do with it, okay? Do you keep it? Do you use it? No. So what do you do next? You found it. You found a fake $100 bill. You've got it in your hands. So um, first off, you're going to want to jot down some notes on who gave you the bill. So if you do remember who gave it to you, um, at least maybe even a description or when it happened, or if you have access to a camera, you know, get on that quickly. So the police will be sure to want as much information as possible. And the more prepared you are, the more information the police will have to aid in their investigation. So jot down things like height, weight, eye color, hair color, unique features, you know, got a baller tattoo on his back. That's it. That's what you need. Okay. So, um, a license plate number is also great. Um, however, you know, usually that's not possible unless it's like, I make money, you know, if it just says that as the license plate. So, you know, if it's that, then, you know, I think you got your guy there. Okay. Number two, handle the bill as little as possible and put it in a marked envelope. In some cases, there are actually remnants of fingerprints on it. So don't go, you know, uh, doing like a Donald Duck style or not Donald Duck, whatever the uh, rich Donald Duck equivalency is. I can't remember what that is. Anyways, you know, we're just rubbing the money, um, or diving into it. That's another thing. Um, there may be remnants of fingerprints, DNA, or possibly even other processing chemicals that can help the police tie a bill to a certain counterfeiter. So some of them may be unique in using a certain chemical, kind of like breaking bad, you know, with the blue stuff you knew that came from Heisenberg, 
So handle it as little as possible and separate the bill from other cash by putting it in a marked envelope in the register that you can quickly access later. In this scenario, obviously you're a cashier. Um, however, you, you could definitely come across fake bills anywhere. So number three is fill out the secret service counterfeit note report form. I know that see, it just goes right off the tongue there. Um, if you do detect or receive counterfeit bills, file an official report by filling out the form from the U.S. Secret Service, which requires an individual to detail a suspected fraudulent transaction involving counterfeit money and hand it over to local authorities. I know if it's like a $5 bill, it just doesn't seem like, oh, this isn't doing a lot of damage. But imagine if there's $2 million $5 bills out there and that guy, one specific person made all of them. You may have that trinket that's going to, you know, land that guy in jail. So, you know, there is no currency too small that's going to um, not make it worth you filling out this uh, this form. So, number four, contact your local authorities. After filling out the form or simply reporting a suspected counterfeit transaction, the last step is to contact your local law enforcement uh, authorities. Okay. It starts local, goes up to federal. So just get in touch with the police station. They will be able to give you further instructions and contact other authorities as needed. Probably the Secret Service as we talked about it before. So the best answer to sum this all up is to fight currency is basically just education. There are the tools that we talked about that will help detect fake money. However, you're not always going to be able to run that through. And I think education is always the best key. You know, the tool on your shoulders, you can just carry anywhere. It doesn't run on battery. You can bring it anywhere you want and you can also teach other people. So education is always and will always be key. Okay. If you educate yourself and your employees on what an authentic bill should look like and the security features, you are well on your way to detecting counterfeit bills and protecting your business from unnecessary profit loss. That's assuming you've got a business, but you know, your average Joe out there that does get money in, uh, I think it's, it's worth a look at. And if, if maybe one of your friends is, you know, has got one that's like, just looks funny, funky or whatever. Um, you know, take a look at it, do them a solid. So that is it for this series. Um, I hope you guys liked it. I think it was fun to break it up into three. Um, I think there were definitely some dry points of it, but I think breaking it up gives you the opportunity to re-listen to a certain a certain part of this. So if you're interested a lot into the history of where, you know, where people got the idea of faking things, then you can listen to episode one, but you're, maybe you're interested in the movie industry and prop money, or you're trying to get into that game or, or whatever, or maybe you're just making prop money and you're worried that there's some repercussions or you don't know how to do it. You're going to listen to episode two. And if you just want a quick summary And by quick, I, of course, mean 30 minutes summary of what uh, you've got a bill and you're not sure, you know, there's, there's, you know, parts of it that are just kind of worrisome. You know, that's how that, I think that's the best way to do that is just to break this up into multiple sections and yeah, just, you know, listen to them. So guys, I think um, that's it for this episode. And if you guys have any, um, any questions or anything, just, you know, either look it up yourself or just send it, 
send it on to me and hopefully I'll be able to get to them. But um, we're going to have some really cool episodes coming up here. I'm really excited for some of these in the future. And remember, guys, with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.